January, she signed up for two classes, both core. She hoped reducing her course load would make things easier. Then, lightning struck a third time. As she was gearing up for the new semester, she missed her period, found out she was pregnant, and struggled with the worst morning sickness of her three pregnancies. By the time she started feeling better and was able to focus on her classwork and studies, she was far behind. If she dropped these two classes, it would be nearly impossible to add them at a later date. She was running out of drop ads and her grade point average was falling. Rebecca was depressed and starting to resign herself to being a non-college graduate. She was heartbroken. Unfairly, she blamed Leon for her predicament. She hated being a housewife. On August 23rd, Luke was born. At first, she tried to make the best of the situation. Rebecca occupied herself running the household. She paid the bills, made the domestic purchases, and handled all the decisions about the boys. She also started lashing out at Leon more and more. Leon didn't understand why, but he didn't complain. Rebecca showed him less affection and attention than ever. She yelled at the boys frequently and habitually reminded Leon their house was too small, especially for five people. Unfortunately, having more dependents doesn't raise your credit score. Rebecca had grown to appreciate the peace and quiet she enjoyed during the day when Matthew and Mark were at school. Now, she felt she was back at square one with a baby demanding all her time. She became more depressed, and her relationships with Leon, Matthew, and Mark suffered. As Luke's second birthday approached, Rebecca became even more withdrawn. On weekends, she would take Leon's truck to her parents' home, leaving the boys with Leon. Sometimes she would leave Saturday morning and not come home until Sunday night. Sunday mornings, Leon would carry Luke and walk the half mile to church with Matthew and Mark walking by his side. Still, Leon never grumbled. After about a month of this, Rebecca's parents told her to get her head together and start being a better wife and mother. She realized her mindset was not where it needed to be, and she started putting things into perspective. She began cooking and cleaning for the boys like she used to. As her mood improved, she was easier to get along with. Even though she felt she didn't have the temperament or patience, Rebecca was trying to become a more loving, nurturing mother. Things were slowly but surely improving in the Samuels household. Luke was almost three years old now. He was easier to care for compared to when he was an infant. He could entertain himself by playing with toys or watching TV. He could get his own snacks and took regular naps. Rebecca was now 32 years old. She had been a very healthy child and a relatively healthy adult. But on a hot August 21st night, she went to bed early and never woke up. She suffered a brain aneurysm in her sleep. It was a strange sensation. Rebecca felt her body floating through an immense tunnel and could see a brilliant yellow light in the distance. 
At first, she was drawn to the light. Then she had a premonition. It was a chilling vision about her son, Mark. Mark was Rebecca's middle son, who was now nine years old. But in her vision, she saw Mark as a teenager roaming the high school grounds with another boy shooting and killing classmates at random. Mark still had a gun in his hand when the policeman shot him. Rebecca was horrified, realizing her son's tragic future. Overcome with emotion, she collapsed to the tunnel's floor. Motionless, she began to pray. Rebecca was horrified, realizing her family's tragic fate. She completely shut down. She remained onto the tunnel's floor and did not move. No matter how strong the force was, Rebecca still did not move.